how's it going? It's going pretty good. <laughs> now that you have a camera, it's a little nerve wracking or what? No, I sit in front of a camera most of my days, so mm-hmm. just learn to accept it. <clears throat> this one's going to be random, but I was uh, thinking about what you said about Valorant and why you don't like it. You mentioned you patience. Oh, patience. That's, yeah, that's where I got the, the topic. I was like, and the reason why I figured it would be good because I have a lot of patience and we grew up in almost the same household, I would say. And oh, just interesting. wondering how I have a lot of patience and my dad has a lot of patience, but my mom and I guess you and Alex, my, well, our younger brother, doesn't have a lot of patience. And I'm just kind of wondering where that comes from or how people have patience because there is one area where I realize I don't have a lot of patience and unfortunately that is parenting like <laughs> there's certain things that just like whoom, and I go into this different mode that I'm working on yeah but I was just kind of wondering that's a good wh- question where you if you've ever thought about it like no I didn't I've never thought about it but I'm curious how you define patience because immediately I have, I have idea, I have thoughts when you say that and I, I well, understand that, the differences. That's why I was asking the person Valorant, what do you mean by patience? Is it the, the, yeah. So from that perspective mm-hmm. for me, it's very much a factor of impulse control. And so mm-hmm. I don't have impulse control and, and that makes me impatient. Uh, because I I can't just sit there and wait for something to happen. It needs to kind of happen. And that, I didn't know this, but now that I do, it's kind of because I'm ADHD. And so it's like, that makes perfect sense. I have very bad impulse control. So a game like Valorant, excellent game. Mm-hmm. Um, I love playing that game, but I'm just so bad at it because I just can't sit there patiently waiting i'm like no this is something's gonna happen someone's about to come around this corner and i peek it and i die and i'm like damn it i shouldn't have done that mm. adhd so, plays a factor okay i see what you're huge saying huge factor yeah at least in that regard which is why i was like how do you define patience Cause, well how about in social situations do you seem do you feel like that tra- transfers mm-hmm. Where it's like if you're waiting in a line for too long or if you're waiting in like. Oh, yeah. Well, no, in that case, it doesn't really show up for me because. I mean, I'm just like, this is a line. Like, I don't have a problem waiting in a line. Mm. Um, like, I show up somewhere and there's a huge line. I'm like, well, I, I definitely want to do this. So I'm going to have to wait in this line. And it's just like, whatever. I'm just kind of sitting there and that like. I kind of accept the circumstance. I'm not worried about like what I could change. Yeah. Um, so I'm just like, yeah, here it is. I'm in line. But in family situations, you are in, like, right? Like, it, or maybe not as in, in Well, yes, but... I am. I yeah. am. Which is good that you mentioned that because that's kind of where I was trying to ask you to define it. Yeah. Is patience a sort of byproduct? of boundaries Mm, and so when you have unhealthy boundaries maybe you are more patient 
because you're willing to put up with a whole lot more shit that you shouldn't be putting up with. That's a good point. And it makes you seem patient, but really you're just kind of being subtly abused. The family example where I am very impatient mm-hmm. because now I'm unwilling to tolerate some of the toxicity and hostility that our family throws around. Yeah. I recognize it's not intentional. It's not like they're being malicious. It's just kind of the way they are. But yes, I don't have patience for it anymore. Boundaries. Yes, because I tell people all the time when they ask me, how are you so patient? And I always remind them that all the thoughts that you have or that you say out loud and being non-patient, I have them too. It's just (laughs) I don't say them. And maybe that's a byproduct of what you're saying, where it's what's your boundaries. I just internalize it and move on. But some people have to... doesn't sound healthy. You're internalizing it, but should you be internalizing it? Like, like what is an example of a patient scenario where you internalized it? Well, I feel like I'm in, internalizing a lot of things because to me, I look at it, I, I look at the outcome and it's like, okay, is it worth the fight or is it worth a, a discussion or... Uh, uh, like what, what do I need to do to get to that end? Like I look at the end goal of what I'm trying to accomplish. So in a right. family situation, I'm like you, I understand that there's a lot of dynamics that, that come into play. So I just kind of let things happen and it could be frustrating and make me unpatient, but I just kind of deal with it and just like, all right, whatever it's impatient. impatient. It is what it yeah. is in other situations. If I'm, you know, whether waiting for food at a restaurant or waiting for a line, I mean, those, those kind of situations, I don't really get impatient because I, I, I know there's an end goal, but I also understand, like, if someone cuts in front of me, like, I'm not going to really get mad because it's not worth right. the fight. So sure. it's worth, it's more of like, what's the cost to what the outcome I want? And there's okay. never been a situation where the cost is like, okay, that's worth it. So I'm going to say something, you know what I mean? Interesting. So it's almost like confrontation is there. Mm, it bleeds into situation. confrontation. Yeah. Which I'm very yeah. non-confrontational for the same reasons. Yeah. Where it's like, what, what's the benefit of being confrontational in any, really any scenario? Um, uh, I guess sometimes you just got to push back. If someone's in your space, if someone's mm-hmm. just kind of, you know, if you were to be sitting there watching somebody randomly start to get harassed by someone yeah would you say you're patient and just you know wait it out or would you feel compelled to be like hey that's not cool i'll probably wait it out unless i mean (laughs) i'll probably wait it out yeah i mean there's a lot of times even at you know work situations where you just kind of yeah wait it out and but it is interesting it bleeds into more yeah boundaries confrontation Yeah, it is. It, it, yeah, patience. I don't have a lot of it personally. In a lot of times, like I, I don't know how to collaborate very well. So mm-hmm. it, it's difficult for me to be patient in a scenario where there's collaboration. Um, it's like the whole idea of like a group project. Mm-hmm. I need very clear objectives. I need defined roles defined 
tasks. I can't mm-hmm. just, you know, have it just be like, you know, oh, well, what do you guys want to do? Like, what are y'all thinking about? Like, this just like, it's, it's just too agonizing for me to just sit there in that space, just be like, okay, like, I always understand what I want to do. So I, I feel like my default is to be like, okay, well, then let's do this. Let's do this. And then yeah. people are like, oh, you know, you're, you're such a good leader. You should be a manager. And I'm like, no, actually, I don't enjoy that. I just, <laughs> I'm not patient enough to wait for y'all. To... But when you mentioned it's not healthy for me to internalize it, I also think that people who are not patient have a lot of work to do because it's like. Yeah, there's a, there's a good balance there. Yeah, where it's like, yeah. especially, I mean, you, I mean, I work as a server and obviously in the food industry a long time. And it's just like, Mm-hmm. The amount of people that are not patient when they clearly realize that there's a lot of outside factors that are causing their issue and they mm-hmm. just can't see it, it baffles my mind. Well, yeah. right. That's, um, yeah, that's, <laughs> uh, I got to pick my words real carefully here. <laughs> But that is a form of patience, right? Or would you categorize it something different? No, it, it is. It is a form of patience. I don't know why, where mm-hmm. the biology sits on it. Um, like, I know that, at least I've been told that, like, we don't fully mature until we're 25. Yeah. 25. The front of our brains finishes actually, like, mm-hmm. growing. And we start to comprehend the idea of, like, cause and effect. We're not as impulse-driven. We're not as... Um, but I see that a lot as in the older people, actually. I've never well, right. really had yeah, a lot of young people. And, and that's what I was getting at, because there's also, if I'm not mistaken, some studies that have shown that growing up in a stressful environment really sets you back in your development phase permanently, even, I think. It's not just like a couple of years. I think your brain it grows different. Not grows, but like you just develop differently. And mm-hmm. so... When, uh, when I was thinking about, you were just saying with the people eating, yeah. for me, I, this is a total anecdote. I have no data to prove this, but mm-hmm. whenever I'm driving in a, on the highway, I can almost certainly tell where, like, how do I, this just sounds so fucked up. It's like a pattern where, like, I notice that the most aggressive driving happens in very specific parts of towns yeah yeah and and then i start to look at like the demographics the socioeconomic factors and i'm just like damn this is there a correlation here possibly like Mm. is being impatient a result of living under stress and living under oppression and all this Mm. um because yeah like you just get stuck in that mindset under when you were developing up to 25 and it never uh i mean yeah i don't i don't know what it is it's just i mean we just talked about it. there's a lot to it right yeah boundaries right, yeah, com- like, like everything right, manifests like you, yeah you would you would lose your patience when everything in your day is gone wrong is going wrong All and it's time. just like the one thing you were counting on is just not going you're just like man fuck this yeah like, yeah i've been there I've, I've definitely lost my patience a lot in the past with those cases I've been careful not to take it out on people. It um, it's interesting because I think when I was younger, I was a little more impatient growing up. Makes sense. Yeah. But I also 
you know, I've, I've realized this for a long time too, like, um, to get, to get to myself. Uh, I think I scared myself when I was younger and when I would have, uh, you mean, you remember I was crazy. Like I would get to these, crazy. Mo- no, I'll just say I'll get to these moments and I would rage out. Yeah. Outbursts. Of Outbur- rage. Yeah. Outbursts that those outbursts scared me. So I never wanted to, to, and I've known right. this for a long time. I've talked about this with people that I've never, like it scared me so much that I never wanted to do that. So I kind of hold that also in the back of my mind, whenever I'm thinking about situations, it's like, I never want to ever get to that point where, it, okay. where I break like that. So sure. I mean, that makes sense. Did you ever think about why that point might've been reached? Yeah. I mean, uh, what do you mean? Like why? Yeah. Like, it, like I, like it wasn't random. It wasn't just like a, a random event. Like there was a very clear pattern of things happening. Um, I don't remember all the situations, but I, I mean, I, I know some of them were just me being just a kid and like in terms of just It like, was a trauma response. Yeah. It was, you were. I mean, yeah, not, there, I remember specific ones that were, yeah, very trauma related, but. Yeah. Like you basically were not processing Turn, the yeah. circumstances around you not mm-hmm. because of anything like it's not you like it's not your fault you were just being put in extraordinarily difficult circumstances for a child to understand and comprehend yeah and so i think that was your way of like processing that grief more than anything and anger tends to be like the first thing that comes out yeah so but i just wonder when you talk about the socio socioeconomic places it's like why I was able to make that observation so young and actually, you know, I, I mean, I knew that since probably like, so I would say middle school, high school, like I never knew like, okay, there's a certain line you can push me. And then when you push me to that, I don't know what's going to (laughs) happen. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that's very normal. I think a lot of people recognize their like, I guess we can call them boundaries. They might not be understood that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you you hear that a lot in in the way that sounds. I guess is what I'm saying is people have alter egos. Mm. <laughs> they're like, oh, you know, let's go rage tonight. We're gonna get like drunk such and such, or you know, I'm gonna get angry such and such. Yeah. Like they they identify these like personalities or these like names to these people. Mm-hmm. People, it's just within them. But all that is 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 some process shit, man. Like, like, I think that's what I'm trying to say. Is like you don't. It's not there's like a switch inside of you that flips randomly. Um, you you build up over time because you don't process that like the daily grief, and then mm-hmm. it just explodes. And that happens to everybody. That part so did. To, yeah, I I learned to not hold everything in over the time. Yeah, it's it's really hard. Our culture makes it very difficult as well, um, because we don't like to talk about things too much. <laughs> but you've always known that you're not patient, right? Or is this something that you just realized? Um, I mean, I, I guess I've never really thought myself as impatient. Like, mm-hmm. I never thought I had like I lacked patience. Yeah, I, I actually would get the opposite messaging. I'd get a lot of I get my work. I would always be told I was very patient. Mm. Um, like when I was young and worked in call centers, I was, I loved getting the angry callers. 
I love those calls. Those were the most fun because they were kind of a break from the norm. And I enjoyed bringing those people down, like just calming them down. And like everybody would get so angry at that. They'd get so mad. And I get it. Like nobody likes to like pick up the phone and get yelled at. But it would. Yeah. So that was going to be one of my things because we both worked at call centers for a long time. And yeah, I think that also helped me develop understanding of different scenarios of yeah people calling in mad and patience but i just looked up just right. for definition purposes the word patient means to accept or tolerate delays problems or suffering without becoming annoyed or anxious okay yeah and and i ooh, that's an excellent definition i'm glad you looked it up i'd yeah. be willing to bet the anxiety is what fucks people okay because i think there's a lot of anxiety about a lot of things and and yeah like there's that, that whole definition sounds like accepting is, is the key yeah. to patience and, and yeah, accepting and tolerating. So and, I'm, yeah, I'm more in the tolerating. Story. I just tolerate this stuff more right. than most. I mean, I, I don't know if I really accept this. I just tolerate it. Yeah. But and, think about the situation sometimes like let's, let's like go through a scenario where like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Let's say you're a person and your birthday's coming up. Okay. And, you know, you work 60 hours a week, mm-hmm. minimum wage, and you can barely afford your rent, your groceries. Mm-hmm. And you want to splurge on your birthday because it's special. And you maybe want to go to like an Olive Garden because mm-hmm. I love that food. You show up, it's your birthday, and the food just comes out whack. Yeah. Like it comes out whack. And so now you're in a situation where you have to, like, what are you accepting there? What are you tolerating? Mm-hmm. You're, you're already going completely out of your way here. Okay. Um, if you're, let's say you're loaded and the same scenario, that food comes out whack, you're like, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Kitchen's backed up. I get it. Don't worry. I'm going to go next door. It's fine. Yeah. But when you don't have that luxury of money, or maybe time even, maybe you're on a crunch and you can only eat in that hour. Mm-hmm. All of these circumstances that you have to tolerate and accept become very frustrating. Yeah. So then are you impatient? Is it a lack of patience? Or are you just, just tired of getting the shit end of the stick everywhere you go? Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. It's more of what have you tolerated up to that point right. that makes you impatient? Quote unquote. Yeah, I think that's true. It's like, how, how are you? Like, maybe you just got paid, you paid all your bills, everything's good. So you're feeling, you know, you're high on it. You're like, it's fine, whatever. Mm, so like maybe you understand. It does, it does seem to, it, it's like a built up thing where it's like you maybe are good at tolerating for a certain amount of time and then it hits the fan or yeah. you are one just a quick trigger who just says whatever in every moment and that makes you seem impatient but it's just you just don't have tolerance for things you know yeah i mean it's or you don't accept certain things like at all so well yeah it's that's a good one it's all over the place because a lot of it like when i see if when i think of situations that i've witnessed where people like Mm might have been like textbook definition of lacking patience it was very obvious that this person was in some state of like 
suffering. Yeah. Like it, it's never like a casual, <laughs> chill fucking person that just goes, you know, at least not typically. I understand that happens, but mm-hmm. and I think it's gotta do with anxiety. Like mm-hmm. um I I don't have a lot of anxiety. I mean, I do have anxiety. I just don't have it manifest in those ways. So not a lot of experience there. But when I think about the times it does manifest for me, it's a very irrational space. Nothing, yeah. nothing rational makes sense. Everything becomes like meaningless. And it's just like, yeah. no, 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 this is, this is, this is what's going to happen. And I need to make sure it doesn't happen. Yeah. When I look at, and I'm trying to now, see why i'm so impatient when it comes to certain parts of parenting i think it's because i i don't know the answer oh that's good that's a good one so it creates anxiety exactly so then do you feel like do you feel like you can't say i don't know no i feel like you need to have all the answers i feel like i do say i don't know but it's like i don't know like (laughs) And you're just impatient, but you know, you just say, I like, you're just basically saying, I don't know. And at this moment, I don't fucking care. You're doing, you know what I mean? It's like, you don't have time to really. Oh, well there, there you go. You just talked about a few of those things. Mm-hmm. You don't have time. Exactly. So the situation you're having to accept and you're having to tolerate. Yeah. It's just, just not vibing with the schedule you had in mind. Or with the scenario, like with the, the scenario, yeah, right? That there may legitimately may not be time. It's like there's no time, you know, mm-hmm. to do yeah. certain, certain things. And so, in that sense, I'm very impatient because it's like, yeah, it's more like finding a balance of, of you're not always right. Obviously, everyone knows that, but when you're in the heat of moment, it, it, trying to understand what someone is telling you or a kid is telling you mm-hmm. accepting that even though they're wrong still oh yeah no yeah that <laughs> and it's that part makes it really hard so i think what what's hard about it i'm super curious what's so hard about it it's not like i yeah. ask because it's a common pattern yeah no you see it all the time yeah like you end up constantly i think having to watch people do things that are hurtful for them yeah i don't know i mean i I put in a lot of thought into this parenting thing and i think because um he probably made a lot of mistakes when he was younger or when you know that at this point make a bunch of mistakes all the time oh yeah yeah. but i'm saying like now it's too late because now they they are who they are and now at this, at this point in the game, it's just, okay, now we fix all those mistakes and we move forward and, you know, we're in a, in a better yeah. environment and, and things like that. But it's like, they are who they are now and you just have to live with it. And that's where we're at in terms of a lot of parents get to that point and they don't know how to accept the fact that from now on, really, whatever you do, and we're talking because, you know, my son's 13, but yeah, whatever you do is not really gonna affect affect them anymore i mean Mm-mm. it is it, it i mean you have you 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 have guide rails to make sure that they right. can or a safe space that they can come to so we're there in a loving way but right as far as like getting them to do things 
it's right. very very difficult it's just, just like they're gonna do no. what they're gonna do at that point right i no, i fully fully agree I've and so that's where parents kids. really at this yeah no at this junction in kids especially if i don't want to say you raise them wrong but it's just it's been a uh, everyone has a difficult journey with kids but oh, for sure and especially the teenage years yeah. i think um they, they, been they, around a lot they of try children. to get a tighter grip during those years which makes things worse it's like well yeah because it's they're... counterintuitive it's like now you have to kind of let go and it sucks and you don't know where it's going to end up and and then some of it is pride some of it is it's not a reflection of your parenting it can be but not fully yeah well i mean it is but um, it's not in a not in a, in a negative way. yeah exactly it's, it's just it's, it's that's just, just the reality of life and some people especially if they live in now opposite of what you're saying affluent neighbor or not even just out, like people judge people right and so mm -hmm. they don't want to be like well why is your kid doing this or why is your kid doing you know and it's just like, right no it it takes a lot of a lot of kind of groundedness to be able to be a parent i think it's, yeah it's fucking scary it's hard i've seen yeah <laughs> no, it's hard I've, I've seen a lot of a handful of people like go through the process and and it's all different like i see it in very different ways yeah. and it all and for me like the one thing i've kind of realized and this is obviously me from my very privileged not parent life perspective yeah it's okay is like children get to a certain age around 13 when they become teenagers where like mm -hmm. you're basically just google for them and that's okay yeah because like google doesn't judge you google doesn't really try to like you google whatever the hell you want and it's going to give you responses and it's going to try to think maybe you mean this and it's going to put but you click whatever you want i think yeah. that's how it is like i've seen it play out where there's parents that are extremely overbearing and over overprotective and that that doesn't usually pan out um the outcome of that is random i've seen kids in that environment come out totally incapable and unable to like do anything on their own and then i've seen really independent determined children come out of that same environment with the resentment towards those parents so it's like it's a fucking gamble and that's the point that like i've seen it so much and now that i'm yeah. going through it i'm trying to tell myself that it, it, as long as i'm there as a safe space that's all i could i could do right because yeah that's, it is a gamble i mean we we grew up in the same household we ended up completely different yeah right in certain ways yeah yeah i mean yeah i, I mean arts I is not it, as extreme as most people like we're more alike than different, but right there is. And I think, yeah. I think that's something you should look into. Uh, I thought about that a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I just kind of, for the record, like I hate when people shit on parents. <laughs> yeah, like it pisses me off. My friends that are parents, if they do it, I'm like, nah, dude, cut it out. Like you don't understand those people. You don't know their circumstance. Like just mm -hmm. don't shit on each other. Like. Who, if you're not a parent, please don't shit on parents. <laughs> yeah, like that's it is just funny. So not annoying. watching non-parents be like, it's. And I'm like, oh, no, yeah. yeah, like don't shit on parents. Like parenting is not even. Yeah, dude, it's like playing D and D. You're just rolling <laughs> dice, and so when I do think about it, for me, something that stands out is that we, as as chaotic, mm -hmm. and like you know turbulent as our childhood was the we had a consistent home base mm. and so there was there was at least 
a sense of security in home. That's true. And, and, and our parents were both there. And were they like at each other's necks half the time? Sure. Did they probably need therapy? A hundred percent. Yeah. Could they used, could they have used some boundaries? Fuck yeah. But they were there. And so like, I think that helped us in mm-hmm. whatever way. Um, so. Yeah. Being just it, present, being there, someone that you, well, not even someone that you can talk to, but just more like knowing that they're always going to be there. Right. Yeah. Like for me, it kind of was yeah. more of like, there are things I didn't have to worry about. Mm-hmm. And it was very apparent when I would kind of be with like my friends that had homes that were cold, like, you know, both parents were never there or if one parent was there. They were like sleeping or drinking or whatever. I witnessed I mean, that did. early on too. Like I want to yeah. say eighth grade. And yeah, actually, now that I think about it, I think that might have played a factor in like, oh shit, okay, there's people living other lives. That's right. wild. Right. So you go back to your home and, and maybe you see your parents, we see our parents fighting and arguing, but at the same time, it's like, well, shit, man, like, I, I know, like, every day, it doesn't matter what day of the week, I knew my dad would be there to pick me up from school. Yeah. Like, it didn't matter what the hell happened. I knew my mom would be there to, like, drive my ass to school. Uh, until we could take the bus right and so like no matter what no matter what like where they arguing was there chaos sure but those like those little things were there like was it annoying sure but like i always knew like my parents were there like i could be like in soccer and i didn't nothing mattered because it'd be like sure we're fighting but then it's like all right time to go to soccer practice go to soccer practice Mm. on time like there were these consistent things and we had this consistency. I think, I think that helped because like you're saying, like you see these other households where that shit's just not present at all. It seems fun at first, right? You show up and you're like, damn house to yourself, do whatever the hell you want, eat whatever you want. Then it's like, damn dude, that sucks. Like, <laughs> yeah. And, um, so yeah, I think that's something like it's important little bit of a tangent but it's important because i think a lot of people struggle with that and it's just accepting the fact that you gotta pretty much let go but i would even say even younger now that i if i were to raise another kid i would definitely be more um just like i don't know just hands free sounds weird but just kind of let them do what they want and like you see it even as other, like when you said parents judging other parents, especially when they're young, three, four, five, and it's like, you see the kid doing whatever, and it's like, who's to say that's not better than you're the one right. saying like, hey, stop doing that, stop doing that, stop doing that. Like, that has to affect the kid, because oh, I was the one who did that. Like, stop, stop, stop. And that yeah, affects the does. kid. But, who's, but I don't know, but like you said, it's all a gamble, because then the other kid who just gets to do whatever they want, who knows, maybe... I think, yeah, yeah, I don't know, like, whenever I thought of, like, you know, the possibility of, like, if I had to be a father and, like, raise a child, how would I do it? I don't know, I just get bored sometimes and think about it. Um, I, what I, what I would hope to do is just sort of be, like, accepting, really. Like, yeah, I, 
it helps that I'm the oldest, right? So like I've I've actually like I have this like very uh, real mm-hmm. human that I can point to, like eleven of you. <laughs> yeah. And just for the record, I don't have eleven siblings. I'm just a big family with a lot of cousins. And I see how everyone is so different, but they all grew up in the same houses. Like everybody is yeah. so different. Mm-hmm. And I just to me that's just kind of like, well shit, dude, like just just don't 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 enable too much and just be a safe space and honestly just let people have their emotions but yeah but when i say that getting you know full night's sleep but we'll we'll hold that because that's going to be a good segue but just to close this part off it is harder especially when the the judgment from other people makes it extremely difficult let's say your kid is playing mm-hmm. sports and all of a sudden they start crying in the middle of the field and it's like yeah it's like i think the smarter way now would be like you have to be there to protect from everyone and be like hey it's all right like let them cry instead of it hey stop crying like we're in the middle of the game or we're you know what i mean mm-hmm. right oh yeah like but, you can, but then you I have everyone watching you and it's just like oh you know and then what's wrong with that i know but i'm saying like people <laughs> like you have to be mature you have to have have really worked on yourself you know and that's right, and yeah. that's where it's like i was young i was like 24 mm-hmm. you know it's like i'm still developing myself <laughs> now that oh, i think right. about it it's like holy crap but that's true but the advice part i wanted to talk about advice and the concept of advice because you just mentioned because <laughs> now we're at an age and maybe you've always been and definitely Enough. me but advice and giving we're- advice people listen to you is that people, what you're about yeah. to say <laughs> well i've gotten to a point where i don't know if i want to give advice anymore that sounds and like I, you're on the right track and i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing because now we turn you know we've turned to the ogs now we're like the older people mm-hmm. not just within our cousins but within within a lot of people yeah within life i mean yeah. we're only in our mid-30s but yeah we're the middle I but i still <laughs> feel like i'm very young and I, and yeah. so it's a, it's a struggle. It's like people it come to us for advice. I don't like to give advice anymore. Why don't it, you like to give advice? This is what I'm. This is where I'm struggling. So I'm going to talk it out because I'm very curious to see. Go for it. What you what you think? Because <laughs> um, I received a lot of advice recently, like mm-hmm. you know, when I was going through my divorce and everything. So. It actually really helped. So I figured I have a lot of experience. Maybe I can help. But it's not the lack that it's not that I don't want to give advice because I don't think people are going to take it. But it's just I feel like I'm sometimes imposing my advice. And I know there's boundaries where it's like, hey, do you need advice or do you need someone to listen to? But even if someone wants advice, it's like, I don't know if they really, really want it. And that could really affect a relationship, especially when you disagree or when what you're saying, it's like, well, that's not really what I'm going through. And it's like, well, no, I'm never going to actually know what you're going through. This is based off Mm -hmm. of my experiences. And if you tell me something, then based off the limited information that you tell me with the limited context that, that I have. Right. So that's where it bothers me where it's like, I'm, I don't know if I want to keep doing that because. Okay. That's fair. I'd rather just be a, uh, someone's ear now, and then. That's not healthy. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but 
<laughs> no, no, I'm saying like be someone's ear, say something, but not like fully like, okay, I think you should do this or I think you should, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean that, I think that's very good. Like that's self-awareness. Like there's advice in a very like procedural manner, like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe like at work, maybe you have like a junior whatever intern and yeah they're like oh i don't i don't know how to do this report i don't know how to do this process you can give them some advice and it's like you you can show them how to do it or you can like advise them on how to do it like well maybe you know have you tried this have you tried that Mm -hmm. those are very easy advice but when you're talking to people i think advice kind of gets replaced with the word counseling yes and then and i mean that in like the more literal term like the counsel like a lawyer like to counsel like to to yeah and, and that's where it's like yeah, I, I agree. Like, uh, what I learned is don't don't ever solve people's problems. Try to solve people's problems. Like, mm. if someone comes to you and they have a situation, you know, it's like, okay, do you want to just, you know, do you want to get heard and have, you know, me just listen? Or do you want some feedback on what happens? Mm-hmm. I think feedback is also an important word. Okay. Because you can frame it in such a way where you're not telling someone what to do. You're kind of like, you know, this is the person that I know mm-hmm. you to be. This is the circumstance that you find yourself in. And then you can just be like, I've seen this circumstance play out in a few different ways. Mm. And that's it. That's the advice. <laughs> you can be like, have a good day. Yeah. 30 bucks. Hmm. Do you find yourself giving that advice or a lot more nowadays? Or uh, I've always kind of been yeah. that way. I've, I've, I find myself today being more um I, it's not my identity mm. that's what i'm trying to say it used to be when i was young i was an advice giver gotcha. i that was my identity people came to me for advice and i took um it was almost like a sense of pride of just like knowing like oh people this is cool this is the role i play mm-hmm. um i didn't know how damaging that was though um this is something that I worked through with my therapist where she likes to call it the, the shit disposal. Hmm. So being the person that everybody comes to with their shit is not necessarily healthy if you're not processing that shit. And that's what I wasn't doing. Hmm. I was taking in everyone's problems, giving them advice, but I still had that problem. I still was holding on to that little nugget of poop. Yeah. Not doing anything with it creatively artistically whatever well that that's the other problem of advice because when you're giving someone advice especially if it's something about a personal another person that's personal Mm -hmm. it's like you can say something that might be negative towards that person that you need advice about and it's like the person you're giving advice may forgive that other person but then I don't know. That How, sounds convoluted. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm trying to see if I can explain it, but how how do you how, how do you say stuff without making permanent damage, I guess? Okay, so like if, well, yeah, yeah. I think I understand what you're saying. I I usually ask questions. Yeah. I think that's the kind of trick to get people to talk through like basically in the concept of counseling Mm -hmm. generically speaking not like (laughs) nobody sue nobody comes sue me 
but in the in the concept like whenever i would talk to you or whenever we talk to like any of our friends yeah i try to i try to ask questions because really what 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 needs to happen is the person needs to come to a conclusion mm-hmm. they need to like it's kind of like inception you know like where they have to believe the idea is theirs for yeah. it to really have permanence and stickiness Someone just telling someone do this isn't going to work because it's just like, okay, whatever. Like, unless that person's literally coming in and being like, I need to know exactly what to do. Usually it's not the case. So yeah. asking people a question, getting them talking through it, thinking through it themselves is kind of how you rationalize. Like, you walk them through that. So you don't ever have to tell the person anything. You can just be like, you know, like, oh, I'm thinking about doing blah, 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 blah. And then you can just be like, oh, like, what do you mean? Can you tell me more about that? And they're like, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then you're thinking in your head, like, that's a really bad fucking idea. So you don't say, that's a really bad idea. You can kind of be like, oh, okay, like, is there anything that you're worried might happen if you do that? Mm. And then that's, they're thinking a consequence now. Because you already know, you're like, the consequence is bad. And they might not get it. They think of like five other things and they're like, like, oh, that's actually really interesting. You're like, I was thinking like, what if, what if this happens? And then they're like, oh, I didn't think about that. Good point. And you just told them your concern. <laughs> mm. That's what you were trying to tell them. Like, what if this happens? And so you kind of just. That's a big skill. Asking questions. <laughs> yeah. Asking questions. It, 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 the reason it's a big skill because the reason also, sorry, the reason I don't know if I want to give advice is because when I got all of this advice through my divorce, I was very open to the advice and I was mm-hmm. also the, the people that I was asking advice, I know don't, didn't get hurt if I didn't take their advice. Cause most of the time sure. I probably, I'm not going to take everyone's particular That's- advice because they don't know all the context. They can only, they only know so much as what I'm telling them, but even my, I'm telling them is biased to, to my, right. To my story. So eventually I, I, I have to make my own decision, which I okay. think receiving advice is a skill and I think giving it because I was able to receive all this advice, mm-hmm. look at things from a lot of different views, a lot of different perspectives, and then make my own right. decision on what I think was best at the time moving yeah. forward. No, I, I think you're absolutely right. I think there's a, I hate to say maturity, but that's kind of the best way to describe it. There's mm-hmm. a maturity that's sort of required to engage in like that very like productive advice. It, yeah. Um, if somebody is insecure, mm-hmm. um, that doesn't tend to go well because your advice will often come off as an attack to them. Mm-hmm. Um, if someone's overly anxious, no matter what you say, it isn't going to change their mind. Um, yeah. Depending so on your I, state of mind. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. And I think I should say it's, it's actually really okay not to want to give advice. I am, I am currently in that space. Um, I've learned to, I thought it was a personality trait that was beneficial, that was positive of mine, where I could meet a stranger and just immediately engage in this deep conversation and be, you know, giving them advice. Mm -hmm. Um, But in reality, that's a really fucking big red flag. (laughs) And now I'm like, I don't, if I see someone being overly vulnerable like that, I'm like, ugh. Nope, not not doing that. I just kind of wish them luck. I'm like, hey, you know what? It sounds like you got a lot going on. Um, good luck with that. Yeah, <laughs> and you uh, just move on. I mean, that's difficult because uh, this is going to veer off probably to another conversation. But 
I feel like the small talk is so dumb that I'd rather hear that because I feel like that's more real and that's more personal. Yeah, no, I, I, that's literally how I justify it. I would be like, well, no, this is blah, blah, blah. But like the truth of uh-huh. it, oh, this is not necessarily true. Well, no, you, said red, you said red flag, red flag for yeah. them for, for yeah. being so vulnerable right away. Right. Yes. Both God. red flags. <laughs> that's red me. flag for them. Red flag for me. Right. And that's where like through okay. therapy I've, I've learned. And this is, you know, maybe it's tailored for me. I don't know, but it's, it makes sense. Uh-huh someone a stranger shouldn't be that vulnerable like that that is a red flag like immediately right like let's say you 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 show up to the coffee place let's say it's a coffee place in your neighborhood and you show up first time ever you're new hey what's up what's up well, then you start going every other day like you have a pattern a routine you start to develop this like natural kind of acquaintanceship with people mm-hmm. i think then it kind of mellows in right like you're cool you're cool like that's fair mm-hmm like totally fine you know you start to learn more about people but like dude imagine you roll into the coffee shop and the barista on the other end is just like wow let me tell you about my day and they just unload like mm-hmm. that's where it's like oof like what about what about if you if you meet a friend at uh at an outdoor event <laughs> and you start opening up to this friend immediately <laughs> yeah it sounds like you're processing no, their grief through them. No, 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 not even. Let's just say it was. Um, <laughs> let's just say how long you how long how long you lived here? Okay, a year. Yeah, a year. Why did you move over here? To it's me, a long story. I don't really want to get into it right now. Ah, I never. Okay, I never thought about that. I was no. always, I'm always stuck in a position where it's like I don't want to lie because if we right. do become better friends. Then you knew right off the bat that I started our friendship no, in a right. lie. Yeah. And so that's, I say that's, the story. And it's like, yeah. I don't want to say the story. This sucks. Like, there I, you go. That's the red flag. That's like you. And, and that's not. I don't know what else to say. Red say. Flag. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is a red and flag, that's but. because we were kind of raised in this weird, modest society. Yeah. Where you kind of like, yeah, like you're saying, like, oh, it's. Uh, I'm not a trustworthy person and I, yeah. I would be lying to them or I'm not, you know, but the truth of it is just kind of frame, like shift that frame of perspective and think this is very valuable information, right? This is very yeah. meaningful information. You don't just hand that I shit out to, to everybody. No. Right. And so you're not lying to these people. You're just saying, Hey, like you can just be like, it's a pretty, like you can be as descriptive or as vague as you want. Mm. And how that person receives that says more about them than you. It's a long story. I don't want to get into it right now. If somebody told me that, I'd be like, oh, shit, no worries, no worries. Anyway, when like, I, when I hear that, I'm like, you're just trying to make your seem, yourself seem mysterious. <laughs> well, dig into that. Why? Why is being honest like that's... <laughs> no, but for me, it's like, that's kind of weird. It's like, no, yeah. bro, like you're not that special. <laughs> No, you're not. But that situation is yeah. special. No, so that's, that, they're, yeah. they're like, okay, nobody like. I never I actually never even thought of that answer. That's like a brilliant answer. Yeah. Like I have been playing hockey for almost a year and a half here mm-hmm. with the same team. I know everybody's name, mm-hmm. but I literally don't know anything else about these people. Mm. I know we play hockey together. I know their names. 
I know the teams, the sports teams that they like. It's just, you know, yeah. nobody sits in that locker room and it's just like, you know, some of my people might be like, man, I've had a really hard week at work. And all of us are just kind of like, oh, yeah, mm. that's a bummer. Let's take it out on the ice. Sometimes someone's like, oh, do you want to talk about it? And people are like, no, I really don't. Cool. That's fair. Like, Interesting. Like, there's that, no... That's actually very shocking because it's so even when I go, I've been playing comforting. pickleball a lot the past month. It's like we have yeah. to, we have games in between. Where people are talking, yo, so what do you do for work? What do you do that? And it's just like, right. now I know this person. Like, actually know them. You know, yeah, you know bits about them. And it's, it's okay. Like, I'm, I, I fall into this trap because yeah. I don't like small talk. Yeah. I'm learning to like it because it's like, I do it so much. It's like a checklist in my head. It's like, gotta ask this, gotta ask this, gotta ask this, gotta ask this, gotta Ooh. ask this. And it sucks. But, yeah. Well, let me tell you I how think much it's I hate skill. those questions. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it sucks. My least favorite question. Mm. What do you do for a living? Yeah, that's the first one. First like, one. Well, for why, me, what's why your name? It? What do you do for a living? What do you do? Why do you think people ask, what do you do for a living? Okay, I like this segue. Uh, because they want to measure, they want to know where you're at compared exactly. to them. And maybe not even compared to them, just to see where you're at. Right. They want exactly. to know who am I dealing with, and yep. what kind of they character wanna, they they can they prejudge you. you up. Yep, pre-judge and I don't know if that's you. bad. I think it that's just bad. like it's, no, it's bad. It's shit. <laughs> no, if you if you're like, because I've heard all kinds of stories. I work in this or I work in that, but that does give you a sense of just as long as you don't continue. Like that gives you just a frame. Mm-hmm. as long as you're 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 mature enough or you know you've grown enough to know that that's just a frame that doesn't mean that can't be anything else right but maybe that's giving a lot of credit to a lot of people most people yeah, you're giving a whole lot of credit to a whole lot of people because like i feel weird even when they're asking me what do you do oh i do accounting for and then they automatically think oh these guys must know all everything about yeah, numbers now, and, now they're and judging like, right yeah and, and like, that's where it's that's why it's so yeah. frustrating like if you're at a conference, you're at a trade show, you're somewhere specific where literally it has to do with what you do for work. Yeah. Asking that question makes sense at a conference. What do you do? Oh, I work on the, you know, I work on this side. Oh, I work on this side of the product. Cool. Random ass people on the street at a party in a social setting. What do you like? Why does it matter? Like, that's usually what I say when people are like, oh, this, this, this creates a lot of conflict in my relationship sometimes because. I hate socializing this way. Someone's like, what do you do? And I'm like, what do you do? What do you mean? Wait, oh, what do you do for a living? And I'm like, I drink water and I breathe air. I eat food as well. I you hate pizza. that they're sizing you up or do you hate that they're you have trying. to explain they're... your well, job? What I, what I really hate mm-hmm. is how disingenuous it is. Like, yeah. I'm like, you don't really care. Like, I would personally absolutely prefer the question, how much money do you make? Whoa. <laughs> exactly. Because once we start putting those numbers out there, no. it benefits everybody. Everybody gets a raise immediately. Uh, that's interesting. I don't know. The moment, oh, yeah. The moment you people realize how much money, you know, yeah. their coworker that doesn't do shit all day is making, <laughs> they're going to be like, I want that money too, which is fair. You deserve that money. That's why I hate it because people want to size you up for the wrong reasons they don't mm-hmm. want to size you up to be like collaborating in the space they want to know okay like am i above you am i beneath you fuck that dude i meet someone my favorite thing to ask people is 
I'm what do you tr- like to do for fun? I'm trying not to because even today, before the pod, I went to go play pickleball. Yeah. There was a group of girls and asked them what they did for a living. Because that's women. what the fuck you ask. Group of women. women. Sorry, <laughs> women. One of them, I forgot what she said, but the other one, I could tell, was very uncomfortable. Right. Because she said, society has created a bullshit stigma. She said, I'm a massage therapist. And said it kind of like... Like she expects you to like follow up with the, oh, happy ending. No, no, like, no. Or just kinda demean like, her job. No, and, no, no. Not even that. Kind of like, well, I'm just a massage therapist. Like, I'm just, just she said, just, I'm just. just. Kind of like a shame. Right. I didn't know what to say because now I'm like, I don't actually care. Like, to me, it doesn't. I know. It was just (laughs) going down the list. You know what I mean? And now that you bring it up, and I actually thought about it, well, I always knew why people asked, but the way it made her uncomfortable, I was like, that that should matter. Like, take that example, and and that matters. No, because it shouldn't make you uncomfortable doing what you do. It is what you do. That's right. it. That's what you do. I right. Don't, I yeah. If it was that. a if it was a genuine question, yeah. it, you know, when you ask people, "What do you order at Buffalo Wild Wings?" Yeah, like you're not sizing people up. You're just curious. Hey, cool, because mm-hmm. you care. Because there's an equal footing there. I mean, sometimes maybe someone might be like, "Oh, wing stops better," but like whatever. Man, that's gonna but, fuck with me because now I'm gonna be like always thinking about that. Well, just be genuine. I mean, I'm like, always I guess curious. I, like, I, I would, yeah. I was very curious on what these people do. I am curious on what people do, mm-hmm. just out of curiosity. I'm like, yeah. I mean, and that's a that's fair curiosity. Like, you can, I actually had a meeting at work today, like a a group, to, like our immediate team, and we were talking about small talk and stuff like that. It was weird because I was like, I hate small talk because, mm-hmm. um, because people don't care. Or I said, because because I just don't care, and they're like, wait, so. When I first met you, you didn't care. No, I care, but I always feel like people don't care and they're just going to ask me. And I'm like, why do I even have to answer? Like, you, you actually mm-hmm. don't care. Like, and maybe that's a very cynical view of, of viewing things, but yeah, I mean, it can be. I, I, I so that's know. why I stay quiet. But I know, like, in, I'm trying to be a better, like, networker, trying to be a better, just talkative because I, I feel like it could help me in, in certain scenarios and just overall okay. socially. Okay. But definitely at work, okay. it could help. But even socially, I think socially it, in which way? In any, in any situation, I walk in, I could just be able to to hold a, a conversation. That do you want? Do you want to hold a conversation? Uh, well, I want to know. I, I'm very curious about people. I want to get to know people, but you have to get through that barrier. I don't. I don't think there's a way around it. Like you have to get through that first initial. Like they have to size you up. They have to know what kind of person you are, and they. I mean, not to brag, brag on myself, but immediately people are very comfortable and very calm with me because I'm, I'm very genuine. Yeah. Right yeah, away. Yeah, right. So it's like they can yeah. put their guard down pretty much immediately. Right. For the so, most part. Am I, am I hearing you correctly that you've somehow managed to make it all the way until 2023 without mm-hmm. reading the book, How to Make Friends and Influence People? Yeah. Okay. You should read that book. And I'm going to. I'm going to hate myself for saying that <laughs> because now I'm just in the world of all these people <laughs> promoting their self-help books. Um, but uh, I think yeah. it could help you. Uh, I don't know how it holds up, honestly. I read it like over a decade ago at this point. Um, 
Okay, it that's used interesting. To be, it, used, it used to be a very popular book. Like, it's almost a meme I've heard now yeah. how, how, like, recommended it was. Yeah. Uh, the, the gist of it is the concept of people getting people to talk about themselves. Mm-hmm. That is honestly the best way to conversate. And it kind of comes, that's kind of where I get the idea of questions. Yeah. Like asking people questions. It's okay to be genuine. Like if you actually want to know what someone does for a living, totally. Like do it. Like ask but, I, but, but I want to know, but part of it is because I want to, yeah, I want to size you up. I want to see where you're at. But not oh, well, in comparison okay. to me. Just like. Oh, that's interesting. In I comparison just, to what? I, no, I just want to see like. So if I look at you, I'm already prejudging you. Because okay, I, I, pre, I prejudge automatically. Is that a good thing? I think it is. I mean, yeah, I mean I'm, I'm not saying it. In, I'm not I've, I've, it I've had to definitely not do it. I used to do it a lot. I'm yeah. very. But if I see someone and they look super nerdy, I'm like, okay, I'm expecting this. And then they, they tell I'm me. insulted. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, I work in, in this. And it's like, okay, cool. But if they were, if it was a super nerdy guy and he's like, oh, you know, I'm. I'm a professional athlete or something, you know, like something completely around. I'd be like, whoa. But. Damn, careful there. You're slipping into Boomerville. Yeah, I know. We don't have those definitions anymore. I think people are more comfortable doing what they want now. (laughs) (laughs) That's. Don't. Small talk sucks, is it? Yeah, yeah, small talk does suck. But that book, I guess I'll read it because I'm I'm done with my, my other book. So. Yeah, I think it, I think it will help. It's it helps me navigate social settings. It gets mm-hmm. me in trouble because I took it too literally. I ask questions. I'm like, oh, cool, I can do this. And I meet yeah. someone. I'm like, hey, how's it going? Hey, what's up? Do you like movies? Yeah, what kind of movies? And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know. I'm like, have you seen the Human Centipede? <laughs> and then immediately, it's just like, what? <laughs> and, Never watching the movie again. Yeah, and then I'm just kind of like, okay, what? Everybody's just looking at me weird. They're like, I heard about that. It's kind of gross. I'm like, oh, it's such a fascinating the Human Centipede Two, my favorite. And then that's it, dude. Like, I'm kicked out of the party. My favorite. <laughs> so, like, definitely be careful. Like, you got to learn to like not get into that space sometimes. Yeah. I think it'll just make me more comfortable in, in any social situation because yeah. it's... And you pretty much are comfortable in social situations. No, I'm not. Not, in, not initially. Like I, I'm comfortable in social situations where other people start the social and I just so kind of jump so in. So you, like, you don't like silences? You find them awkward? No, no, no. I'm saying like if, if I'm in a social situation, there's usually, I guess, the people that I'm trying to become asking all the questions, getting everyone involved. Like, kind Oh, of, you want to be one of those people. Yeah. They're kind of putting oil to the, to, yeah. yeah. And then yeah, I the just come in and it's like, lubricant. once everyone's kind of, uh, then I start to talk and it's like, Oh, okay, cool. I'm not the, yeah, I'm not the lubricator in the social situation. Do you want to be? Um, I mean, I, I want to be able man, to, I mean, I'm not saying why? I'm going to do it every single time. No, just so that I know, um, that I can just pop in anywhere. And, okay. and be able to do that and just build more confidence. I mean, honestly, okay. it's all about confidence. Yeah. I've been just trying to be more confident, feel more confident. And, and that's kind of the journey that I'm on right now is okay. how confident can I push myself where it becomes arrogant? I want to get to that oh, line. Yeah. No, you don't want to be arrogant. I don't, but I want to see how far. Right. I can well, take it. I think, yeah. 
Well, confidence is a... I think people think confidence in something they have and something they can build and work on. I think confidence so. is... It, it's not. Confidence is a perception. It's a mindset. You are, you are perceived yeah. confidently, not that you are confident. No. We speak of it as if you are. Like We speak of confidence as something we hold, but it's 100% perception. It is how people perceive you. But the way you people. act is, is the way people the way, perceive the you. The way you act can yeah. impact that, yes. Like if you, if you act timid and unsure, then there is a Correct. lack of confidence, sure. But that kind of on the side, what I'm really trying to say is mm-hmm. instead of learning behaviors, confident behaviors, it's better to develop security within you because that security is what kind of creates those behaviors yeah. which is what people perceive as confident and is how we end up with Jar Jar Binks like, well I'm doing both so we talked about in the last part if you haven't listened, listen to that where I'm getting physically fit like hardcore like I want okay. to see how far I could take my body to be as mm-hmm. fit as I can and I want to be able to socialize. When you mix those two together, usually a person who's really physically mm-hmm. fit and can talk confidently because they, they're just talking, 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 like mm-hmm. that creates a certain level of appearance. Uh, like someone yeah. appears to them to be confident. But I also worked on myself a lot. Like I'm very secure with myself. I'm very yeah. like, so I'm doing both. Right. There's yeah. There's avenues. It's just I want to know how far I can push the outside perception, because the inside well, perception. I'm as I'm as confident as I've ever been inside. I mean, I'm sure there's. Good. I mean, not. Uh, I'm sure I still have stuff to work on. But no, that's okay. Yeah. Just because you're at the level doesn't mean there's not another yeah. level above. That's but cool. the outside perception, I'm not there yet. On what I think. Yeah, I mean, uh, and not that I really care too much about what people think. I want to make that clear too. I I really don't, but it is. I want to see what happens. It's more like I want to see what happens. I want to see how people treat me if I succumb to all these uh, stereotypes. Yeah, I mean, you probably will be treated differently. I mean, you're already treated differently. Yeah, and I just want to know how that feels first of all and then why oh, that's a good experiment because i'm not gonna do anything different personality i'm i am who i am right i wonder i predict you might find a lot of assumptions made about you yeah i know i'm ready a lot of that's good <laughs> i'm like please because i'm not that <laughs> yeah. i feel like in a way that's gonna be a lie then you're gonna have to engage in small talk worry about lying lying yeah no that was that's good i mean that's a lot of things right there man that's a lot of shit we're all fucking yeah all over the place yeah that's what i've been thinking about all week actually it's why why i'm so patient and and you know could just be part of your personality i mean and and also like the advice giving. I'm not giving too much advice, but I feel like we are getting older and we're getting to that point where, yeah, a lot of, I mean, you've done it a lot of your life, like you said, but for me, it's, it's, yeah. It's okay to say no. I say no to advice giving now. Like, yeah, there's people that 
will ask for advice mm-hmm. and I might consider it. And I'm just like, you know, I really don't like I might, I know exactly what I want to say. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I have it completely laid out in my head, but I'm just kind of like the person's just not there to receive that. Like, you know, yeah, I don't know. It's, I was kind of scared of getting to that point. Cause it's like, it's a boundary that you set because it's for your own health but it's like right. that person really needs it like you know i mean that that what if that person really needs it like that is no like you okay. will never know like yeah yeah if i mean it's not, it's you not said, your yeah it's not your job to care for these people <laughs> these mm. these people are their own independent humans and yeah. And if you really sense there's risk, you know, if somebody yeah. were to come with to me asking for advice and I'm like, this is beyond my like capability, I might just be like, let's find you some professional help. Like, this mm-hmm. is not in my wheelhouse. But most of the time now, it's just no. I'd be like, damn, that sucks. Wow. That's crazy. I don't know. <laughs> and I think you get you should... to a whole conversation like that. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should think about that a little bit more. I don't know. It sounds very, it's like, that's who, that's part of who you are, right? It's a part of who I am. Yeah. But it doesn't mean, it doesn't define who you are. Yeah. Mm, Okay. So I, okay. That's what you're saying. Like it has to be meaningful. Like giving you advice is rewarding. Giving James advice is rewarding. (laughs) Like there's, there's a, there's I'm not I, I'm not like emptying the tank when I do that. Like yeah. it, it is rewarding. It, it is whether y'all do like whatever the fuck y'all do. Like that's cool. Like it's just that's rewarding. What's um, rewarding about it? Because it doesn't it, you're saying that it doesn't factor whether we follow it or not. Right. I think what's rewarding about it. Um, I mean, in a selfish way, it's amusing because mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I don't really gamble, but I definitely do like placing little mind bets on how things are going to play out yeah (laughs) and then just being like "Ooh, do i get to say i told you so do i get to say i told you so and then it comes back and i'm like "Mm, i told Told you so so. and i love that so it's fun but it's also kind of cool because um i mean it's just people i care about so like seeing like it's it's part of that collective experience and and and, i do get a kick out of i told you so oh yeah i told you so the best yeah, but and then you get tired of it, and that's why you don't give certain people advice. Mm. Too many I told you so's, and you're like, you're actually not listening. <laughs> oh, so they have to at least once in a while be like, I follow. Yeah, what you like said. Yeah. once in a while, or 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 even come to the conclusion. Maybe you say, you know, I did you put this. your hand in the fire; it's yeah. gonna burn. And they're like, no, it's not. And they put it in the fire, and they're like, you know what? I'm not gonna put my hand in the fire because it burns. And I'm oh, like, oh yeah, oh that's okay. We'll end on this because we're almost up, we're a little bit past the hour, but. Why do you think people don't um, follow advice? Why do I think people don't follow advice? Yeah. So it's like when you talk about cousins, it's like how many times have we said, this is what's going to happen. Don't do this. And like, why as humans do we always have to put our hand in the fire, even though someone is telling you, you're, it's going to hurt. Cause I try to look at that now when I receive advice. I look yeah. at that from that lens where it's like, okay, they're obviously telling me this because that's something that they're experiencing. Like they're literally telling me it's yeah. hot. Why do I have to touch it? Right. If I had, I mean, I could go on for an hour on that. 
the the summary of that is I think because the very nature of humanity, we think we're so fucking special. And like, have every, you done it? I fucking do it. Yeah, all the time. I like. I, you, have you ever stopped and be like, why? I guess. I mean, that's a good question. Like, I I got into the workforce when I was really young, and yeah. I immediately had like. I, I went from being the youngest person everywhere and now I'm like the oldest. So anyway, it's weird. Okay. Yep. But I, I didn't necessarily dismiss or discount advice. I think it helped me a lot. Like I remember the first time I learned about a 401k when I was like 17 mm-hmm. and I was like, I should probably do that and okay. just kind of not understanding why, but doing it anyway. Um, the times where I've gone against the current have been uh, when I was it's kind of like a risk tolerance. Like the idea of starting a business, mm. having done it, even now, if you were to ask me, what would I tell someone? I would still be like, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you're like, that makes no sense. You did it. Everybody told me not to do it. Yeah. But the thing is, it was a risk tolerance. Like I understood what they were saying. I understood they were saying there's a high chance of failure. Yeah. And so what they didn't hear when I would say, I'm going to do it anyway, is I, I was basically saying, I accept that failure. And I want to do that anyway. Like mm. there is, it's not so much I'm discounting your, like someone's saying, don't put your hand in the fire. It's going to burn. And I'm going to say, okay, well, I'm only going to put it in for 15 seconds and then I'm going to take it out. Like yeah. that's the difference. Why do I think people don't follow advice? I think we just think we're too special. I think everybody gets caught up in their own situation. Nine out of 10 times they're like, but there's a chance like that dumb and dumber line. <laughs> what you're saying is there's a chance. Like, yeah. The power of I'm different. Hope. Yeah, I hope. It's like, no, 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 but you don't understand. Like, right. you don't. Right. Yeah. You, you don't get it. It's different this time. It's different. That power is like, so big, huh? Right. And it, it is also a lack of experience. Like, I think people. Because you'll find the outlier. That, yeah. Yeah. And, and just hang on to it. And that is, hope is extremely dangerous. Mm. It is why I I, I think I'm reluctant to be around people that are overly optimistic and overly hopeful and, and sort of trivialize the mm. struggle into these, like, they minimize it really into these ideas of, well, we just have to be hopeful. Let's be positive. And it's yeah. like, no, 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 let's be realistic. Mm-hmm. Like, don't give someone false hope when you know there's a 99.9% chance that situation is going to fuck them up. Oh, damn. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah, that's that's the way I've been view, viewing now. When I receive advice, it's I, I view it through that lens a lot, and I think that's helped in terms of okay, like what you said, risk. It's like okay, I know what you're saying, right? And I'm gonna do it, but I like I know what you're saying. Yeah, I mean a little bit of yeah, hope, I, a little bit of this, but <laughs> but when I'm when we're giving advice to our younger cousins, it's like there's some some advice where it's like where I, as a parent, where I'm telling you I'm impatient, where it's like. Dude, yeah. I'm fucking telling you, please don't. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, ah. Oh. I, I think that's the key is you're just saying it. It kind of struck me. I think to kind of wrap it all up, advice mm-hmm. can really be broken down into the idea of making an informed decision. Mm. And so when you think of advice... You, you see, is this person trying to make an inf- a better informed decision? If so, let me give them advice. Let me give them information that I have. Hey, the, here's what happened when I pushed the red button. Here's what happened when I touched the hot fire. Here's what happened when I did that. 
here's all this information for you. Now you kind of decide, are you going to risk it for the fucking biscuit or not? Yeah. There are people that aren't trying to make an informed decision. <laughs> They're just trying to feel better about their shitty situation. Yeah. Yeah. There's way more on this subject because you can get into oh, yeah. oh, credibility yeah. of the person giving that advice, the perceived credibility of the right. person, the influence that person. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. That, that right there. Oof, let me tell you about. No, I can't tell you about it. <laughs> yeah. But Next that, time. <laughs> <laughs> Next time. But no, thanks. This has been good. Cool. Yeah. Appreciate it. Good. And that's it for this one. <laughs>